Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. And I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today, we are joined by one of our favorite commentators and friend of the SEP, Alencia Johnson, is back. Thank you so much for joining us on this very chill week. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. We're so excited to talk to you about these midterms that are four days away. And, you know, to start, this week has really felt like midterms Coachella to me, with the Democratic Party's most beloved surrogates traveling from state to state to make the final case for keeping them in charge of Congress and occupying governor's mansions across the country. One of them, of course, is former President Barack Obama. He's He's been the headliner. His speeches at rallies have racked up tens of millions of views. And, you know, I think we all sort of like, you know, we watch the viral videos from rallies and from candidates, and I'm always curious how, how far they go. But I have not seen numbers like this all year. So it's just so clear that he is such a compelling uh, figure in the Democratic Party. And he has spent a lot of time dunking on Republican Senate candidates, including Ron Johnson, Adam Laxalt, and Blake Masters. Let's listen to him stumping last night for Mark Kelly. And, and just as an aside, have you, have you noticed how the people who get the most fired up about a woman's right to choose are men who've never needed an abortion, never had an ob never had a pap smear, never had a cramp, don't know nothing about any of this, but they think they're the experts. I think it's fair to say I don't tell Michelle what to do with her body. You notice that? Men acting like you know something. You don't know. Funny how that works. So there's no question that Obama is one of the party's most effective communicators. Alencia, what role do you think he plays in this final week? I mean, he is literally the rock star. And I was actually talking about this with a friend of mine and how I kind of wish Obama would have started stumping right after we got through the primaries to get Mm. people fired up because Mm. he is not necessarily for our base. He can't, there's no one that can bring people together in the way that he can and not comparing him to Trump, but comparing how Trump gets his base out. Yeah, Obama does the same thing, if not more, for our base. And so, you know, I wish he would have started a little bit sooner. Um, but again, totally. these record number turnouts, we are hearing from campaigns like, can he come to my state? Can he come and do this? Right. And it's clear that he is laser focused. Him and his team are laser focused on making sure that Democrats have the senators that we need to get rid of this filibuster because so many mm-hmm. there's a couple of our senators who won't get in line. But, you know, I, I loved hearing him stop, especially on Saturday for my dear friend Mandela Barnes and just telling Mandela's Amazing. story, which is a very similar story to Obama's, like being a, a community organizer. But he also, you know, he fires up people in a way that I don't think we'll ever see for another generation. And if there's one person that can help us save democracy, I think it's Obama. And so hopefully he will, you know, 
make sure people understand what they need to understand so that they go into the polls on mm-hmm. Tuesday unless they can still early vote in their state because a lot of states still have yep. early voting. Yep. Um, but it's really important. You know, the only other person that I think could do better than Obama is his wife. And he knows that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you enjoyed watching uh, Barack's national tour, Millie? Yeah, um, mostly the one where he's like, you know, I'm old and gray. And someone's like, you still but fine. You <laughs> <laughs> I'd still smash. Um, black women. Like, they, we gonna keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no one's yelling that at Trump rallies. I'll say that. <laughs> Trump gets his base out. Uh but no one's yelling that at Trump rallies. I'll say no, that's not what they're. That, that is that is that is not what they are. They're what yelling they are other things for. about other people. Yeah. Um, yep. Maybe about Ivanka <laughs> and Trump to Ivanka. <laughs> I mean, like you said, you know, this made me think something that you know I think about a lot. A lot of us do, which is you know, it just sometimes feels like we should have more. You know, young and by young, I mean like under 60, I guess, you know, younger, effective surrogates for the party. And this made me think of an Atlantic article out this week called Democrats Keep Falling for Losers. So the cover story Mm. comes with a dual portrait of Stacey Abrams and Beta O'Rourke. That was definitely a choice, that packaging. So the author notes, you know, this story also, it's only like, it's not, you'd think it's like a long feature, but it just sort of is summarizing that these two have won elections. They have served in public office, but, you know, they've run for races since that they have lost. And I also want to know, you know, Republicans love losers too. Trump and Sarah Palin have both lost races. But, you know, the the article makes a point of calling them superstar losers, that they have a a big presence, but they don't tend to to win their races. And I think the article had like not a super um, derisive tone, but really sort of like you need to, you really need to come to your senses about, you know, falling for people like this. But, you know, what do you... What do you guys think that some of these, you know, as the article calls them, superstar losers, but, you know, what do people like Stacey and Beto, who have not lost yet, important to note, mm-hmm. but regardless, what do you think they do for the progressive cause? What value do they add that's being lost in this framing? Yes, key point that they have not lost yet. People can still vote for them <laughs> and they should very much so vote for them. But I think, you know, in that article, it was talking about how there's this moral win that... Candidates like that have brought along, right? Like they have given Democrats and progressives the hope that we can change the landscape for a Texas and a Georgia, Mm. right? Like Stacey Abrams should be credited for Georgia flipping in 2020, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't complain and go, you know, yeah, she called out the discrepancies and the, uh, the campaign, her last election, absolutely. But she didn't just go out here spreading lies like people on the other side are. Mm-hmm. She went and registered voters. She went and got people to understand their political power mm-hmm. and really inspired a whole generation and delivered some results in 2020. And so, you know, it, it's an, going to be very interesting because we're so exposed to these folks who will not go away regardless of what happens. We will see them and the article talks about that with social media and all of those pieces. But there is something to be said, kind of to your earlier point about younger people, the Democratic Party, Obama. I was having this conversation with a good friend of mine who has worked in the Obama White House. We actually met uh, years ago getting President Obama reelected. And we were challenged because our party, I'm just gonna say it, and I'm probably gonna get slapped on the wrist, (laughs) but it's true. We have not built an infrastructure 
to keep really good, young, diverse talent, whether candidates or the decision makers behind the scenes. Like this party is still run by this white male political consulting class in DC. And yet women, young people, people of color will literally say, well, actually this strategy is going to work in my communities, but Mm -hmm. folks don't listen. And so then we have pristine candidates, amazing, perfect candidates that don't have the infrastructure around them, Mm -hmm. right? Like the Democratic Party, if we're talking about Texas, you had some of the Democratic Party endorsing an anti-abortion Democrat, right? Like that is a non-negotiable. And so I don't think- Trying to forget about that. (laughs) I I wish we could. We can't, you know, have this post-moratorium about these amazing candidates like it's their fault. It's actually the apparatus around it. I'm clearly fired up about this. I was literally on an hour long conversation about this. Like Democrats need to wake the hell up because if we continue to let these decision makers still be who they are, we're in trouble, which is also why I believe in term limits, right? Like, because Mm -hmm. we need new leadership. What if the DNC was led by a millennial of color? Like how amazing would that be? What if these campaigns across the board, over 50% of them had campaign managers who were people of color, who were under 40, who understood how to get scrappy. And and there's a sweet spot of millennials between 30 and 40 who are the bridge generation, who know how social media works, as well as understands how to maintain, you know, the baby boomers and our parents. Why not give us the power? And I think that's why Beto and um, Stacey are such superstars because they understand that and they represent it. Um, and, you know, I, I pray that they win on Tuesday. Yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. I think anyone who sort of agrees with this concept that like the losers, maybe they're they're too famous for their impact. Mm -hmm. I mean, also with these folks, like I think another benefit of why they're pretty easy to laud is like at this point, they don't necessarily have like legislative records to critique. So that's mm. a benefit, right? Like you're not like, well, then, oh, you were in there. It's, it's, we do have part of the party that like turns really fast. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen so many like people, like things going around in my own social media this week that it's like, Kathy Hochul is terrible and corrupt, but you must vote for her. And it's like, that's not helpful. <laughs> and no. it's not necessarily the framing we need. But yeah, we were saying earlier in this week, it's like, we need, we need a deeper bench. It is what is going to happen. Like right now, it's really, it's all fun and games to joke about how old these people are, but old people famously die and we don't have a bench. We do not feel, it doesn't feel like we have a bench that we've really invested in of superstars and the talent is there. And the people who are looking know Mm -hmm. that it's in Mandela Barnes. It is in Stacey Abrams. I also am curious if you think that 
I mean, I think that empirically, Stacey Abrams has done a little bit more for the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. but it seems like Beto is more of a, and she gets a lot of attention, but I still, do you see a discrepancy in how even these two are treated? He's activating a different base. And I think that um, Alencia was on the money of like, these are really hard elections for people to win. Totally. Like, n- like governor for Texas. Like, those are different than the ones that they've already Absolutely. won. And I think that yeah. it is a big cultural shift and they're faced with a lot of obstacles, right? We're talking about voter suppression. We're talking about activating local politics. Like, there needs to be a lot of work and a lot of investment in these communities. And Texas is huge and Beto's only one person and and Stacey Abrams, too, like, you know, she's up against a lot, you know, and a lot of people are discouraged. And a lot of people also, it's not just about, um, you know, getting people to vote once. It's like pe- giving people mm-hmm. realistic expectations of what a vote does, mm-hmm. because people think I voted for Stacey Abrams once. Nothing has changed my life. And it's just like, well, that's not what an election is, you know, like your life isn't going to drastically change, you know, mm. um, you still have to continue to do community organizing. Yeah. But I do think that Stacy gets, it's hard because Beto gets a lot of stuff too. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I hear what you're yeah. saying. Like, does Stacy get over scrutinized as a black woman mm. over Beto? I think and- I'm also thinking of it in the context of, um, as, as, we took pivot to Alincia, how much better uh, Senator Warnock is doing in the polls in Georgia than mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams. So I guess we've had this conversation sort of a few times on the podcast and I still can't find an answer. Why is it that when Stacey Abrams is the candidate, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen for her? Yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like, and to Millie's point, like they're running in, in states that are literally uphill battles. Mm-hmm. Like whenever Democrats get power, I mean, after Ann Richards was president, was governor president, when she was governor in Texas, they were like, nope, we don't want this to happen again. We're going to take away all your rights, make it harder to vote. And that's exactly what they did in Georgia too, right? So they are, we are literally climbing uphill battles in these states. I do think there's some racism there. I mean, I, I looked at the numbers, uh, the Senate numbers for the different Senate races, Mandela Barnes is like getting a fraction of what some of these other races are getting. And I'm like, I'll call that for what it is. It's racism. If you look in Georgia, it's interesting because I think the dynamic one, the Warnock Herschel Walker race should not be as close as it is, but that also tells me what Republicans only want power and they will prop up the most egregious trope of a stereotypical black man ever. And it is really disgusting culturally what that is doing. But at the same time, Warnock's a man, Stacey's a woman. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. I, I think there's some sexism at play mm-hmm. here as well. I think, um, unfortunately, again, doing a lot of campaigns, you know, people talk about Stacey is, you know, she's into like sci-fi fiction books. Like she's into like all these other things. She has a life. She'll be fine. (laughs) She has a life. And it's like, that's actually amazing that she has a full life, but she's not fitting your mold of what a governor should look like. It's frustrating and challenging, but we've never had a black woman governor in this country. And I think there's this culture of folks love the idea of a um, black woman in charge. We love that idea, but the reality is this not everybody. Is very- <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people who do not like that. Right? <laughs> On but our side of the street. Is, yeah. What we like it, what our culture really actually goes for is using up a black woman's labor and mm-hmm. then throwing her out, right? Like that's actually what it is. And 
I get so challenged because if Stacey shows any emotion, like she was calmer than I would be if I had to debate Brian Kemp. But she has to be that way because she's a black woman. You know, like she has to approach things because folks are going to just be incredibly horrible to her because of her race and her gender and that she does things differently and that, you know, she showed up at, I remember the verses and that was at Magic City with Gucci and Jeezy. And there was a video of Stacey Abrams and there were all these people like, oh my God, she's like placating the black people. I'm like, no, she's from Atlanta. Like politicians do business deals in the strip clubs. I'm not saying that she did, but like this culture yeah, in Atlanta. It's a culture. It's a culture. It's a culture. People, people like, need to understand like- Atlanta and Miami strip club culture cannot be, it, it just wild. is. It just is. It's wild. So I, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff at play and I think. Some of it I kind of don't want to talk about yet until after. Oh, the totally. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just also feel like this is a conversation that we're going to have for a long time about like the coalition for black people mm-hmm. and for people of color is stronger than the coalition for women. Uh, yeah. People, you know what I mean? And that's just like black people will all go out, support like each other and, you know, Women will not always support each other. I mean, that's why we had a black president before we had a woman president, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think think we were just talking broadly about how there doesn't feel like there's a bench. And it also feels like this is a moment where it's like, we have a lot of really incredible uh, female politicians. But I am always asking, like, how does the Democratic Party not have dedicated social channels that are just called, like, women of the – like – Democratic women and you're constantly posting their viral clips because we know on stuff that's all that goes viral. It's just such a missed opportunity. And like there should be like however uncomfortable we might be with certain elements of stand culture, it works and it gets people motivated. Like there just needs to be more. Like we see that women are the ones that are motivated. They're the heads of their households. And it's just like it's it's they're the ones that are most hard. Yeah. Yeah. How hard the candidates have to work to fill in the gaps that like the, you know, that like you know you're doing it fucking wrong when like we're yeah. putting in millions to save Sean Patrick Maloney, whose literal job is to get everybody elected. Like, I can't believe I've been spending my the last week before midterms like, please keep this white straight man at his job because I guess he's having a problem because I don't know what y'all have been doing. It's well, crazy. I, well, just to like talk about benches and like infrastructure and support, like, a- you know, I, yeah. you know, I love AOC, but like a- they're not supporting AOC. They're not like giving her positions of power. They're not propping her up. Not in the way that the right does Marjorie Taylor Greene. I was just thinking that. Not in the way that they do uh, Matt Gaetz. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. I I don't want to give the Republicans any props, but there are Mm -hmm. just things that infrastructure wise, they are doing to be more successful in the long term. And I, you know, we're still like, running after fucking They're Joe Manchin. project management. They've got well, that they, And they literally, I mean, people say it all the time, Democrats fall in love, Republicans fall in freaking line. Yeah. Like, I don't think any of the Republicans wanted to love a Matt Gates and a Marjorie Taylor Greene and a Trump but when they realize their base that they need to win is following them, to your point, Millie, they're going to prop them up. Versus us, folks are saying, oh no, let's let's you know, not actually embrace the squad. Let's actually yeah. not embrace a progressive candidate like Elizabeth Warren. Let's not, I mean, I have my issues with Bernie Sanders, uh-huh. but there should have been some real 
conversations about this groundswell of people that he has ignited, which also inspired a whole new crop of people to run for office. And so we get so like, we eat our own. We want this pure candidate. I'll be very honest, this is probably controversial. Bill Clinton's got a whole lot of flaws, but he's a hell of a surrogate. I'm like, you know who you needed to go toe to toe in Trump country? A Bill Clinton. And like, if that gets us to the win, yeah, so be it, right? Yeah. Like, and and I and I, ha- I hate that I have to like say something like Republicans that. Republicans don't do, yeah. Republicans, Republicans don't, give a shit. don't eat their own. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, yeah, she's not perfect, but this is what we need right now. Well, like, that's, the ends what? justify the means. Not always, not always. No, sometimes. But right. I think that the thing about so, I think the big difference is that Republicans fall in line with whoever is popular. Yeah, Democrats want everyone to fall in line to whoever they think should be. Yeah. Oh, I so agree. Yeah. It's not yep. about who's popular or who's getting this or who's getting that or who's doing. It's about, they need to be Nancy Pelosi and they need yeah. to fall in line to a Nancy Pelosi style of government yeah. instead of Republicans are like, we hate this guy. He beat the shit out of his wife, but people like him. So he we're going to support puppies. him. He I killed mean, puppies. Literally. literally. But, they, but mean, they fall in line with I each think- other. To a flaw, of course, but can we get a little bit of that on this side? I agree. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes... But beyond that, too, since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great. It looks fancy on the shelf. And I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash feverdream. That's Home 
homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. One person who has pointed this out in a really powerful way, I think it was last weekend, was Jamal Bryant, who I refer to as Giselle's husband. Are you a Real Housewives of Potomac watcher, Alencia? Oh, totally. But I'm, listen, my dad's a pastor, so like I'm in black church culture. Yeah. I've known Jamal yes. Bryant for years. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he, I think he, he was definitely famous long before that. He precedes, both of them precede the Real Housewives franchise, but he went viral for an incredibly rousing speech urging congregants to vote against Herschel Walker in the state Senate yeah. race. Let's play that for our listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, when the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from Texas to Georgia so that he could run for Senate, it's because change was taking too fast in the post-antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue, and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not going to tell him how to vote? <laughs> 
in 2022 we don't need a walker we need a runner we need somebody who gonna run and tell the truth about January 6th we need somebody who gonna run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts we need somebody who gonna run and make the former president respond to a subpoena we don't need a walker we need somebody who will be steadfast unmovable always abounding knowing that your labor is not in vain Georgia I need you to know the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more we can think for ourselves function for ourselves and vote for ourselves why because we don't need a walker this also got, you know, like 8 million views or something. And I, I think that's important to harp on because that's if all those people are impacted. What did you what did you guys think of this speech? Listen, he hit the nail on the head. And like, honestly, that is the theology and the energy. I need those of us who are of faith on the left to literally be out here about because we could be out here about Herschel Walker. We could be out here about yeah. the egregious white evangelical, you know, uh, uh, coalition that is running the Republican Party, mm-hmm. and it would help us push back on this horrible religious rhetoric that is taking away rights from abortion access, LGBTQ rights, the list goes on and on and on. So he might be an imperfect messenger, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's gone viral, and he's clearly made the case, yes. and I, we need more of that. And the reality is, so someone like Jamal Bryant, as we're talking about like party infrastructure, folks would be like, oh, his background, we don't want to do work with him. I don't give a damn about his yeah. background if he's gotten millions of people, people that he's talking to don't yeah. the hypocrisy yeah. here and fired up to vote against this man. It's the it's purity the end. test. That's so important for me. Yeah, exactly. It's the purity test. And it's also like there are people, people contain multitudes. Would I want yeah. my friend to date him? No. Yeah, what I want him, but that's okay. I that's said, okay. I, sent to, I sent it to our our like our Dylan, our like Bravo person at Betches, and I was like, he just cheated, right? Like, and there's some money stuff. Like, did he ever? And, and Dylan was like, a broken clock is right twice a day. It's fine. Hello. <laughs> yeah, but but it's also like, well, first of all, I came into Potomac, I think season, so I missed all the Jamal stuff in the early seasons, and I just knew him as this cheater, and I'm like, girl, I did not get it. After this clip, I'm like, <laughs> exactly. Okay. I get it, Giselle. Hold on for dear life. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, I think it's the imperfect messenger. And it's also like, you're right. Like, we need more of these speeches regularly from different kinds of people. Not just, not just um, political people, but it's just like, there is something very serious going on in this country with the Nancy Pelosi stuff, with her husband and just the overtaking of the right with Twitter, a lot of serious shit is happening and it's just refreshing to hear it from a different vehicle. And we can't let people like, if we hear from a lot of different people, we're not going to focus on the flaws of the one, Mm -hmm. but we need to have that infrastructure and like that openness to hear from a lot of different people. I mean, that's why that's the beauty of TikTok is that you're hearing from different voices on whatever, but, you know, as Democrats, we need to embrace and retweet. I mean, and, and push <laughs> all of that. <laughs> yeah. And retweet. I mean, no, totally. I mean, to, uh, to that point, you know, I think the Jamal Bryant piece is a reminder of, and, and kind of what you all were saying about how Republicans follow who's popular, they're following actually culture. 
And if we yeah. actually yeah. started following culture, which is why I kind of left some of the institutions and I'm doing this work on my own, because culture is literally where it is. And if we want to meet people where they are, you actually literally have to meet people where they are and let go of these rules that you have subscribed to, yeah. because then you'll actually connect with folks. You know, I would rather have a Jamal Bryant out there than a I'll say this, Killer Mike, who mm -hmm. was gaslighting folks and saying that like Brian Kemp is actually good for black men. Shut up, Killer Mike. Killer Mike's an idiot. I would rather yeah. have He's Jamal Bryant, right? And so we have to get to this place of, yeah. you know, being okay with these imperfect messengers. To your point, I'm not gonna tell a friend to, you know, go date Jamal Bryant or like <laughs> maybe right. I don't even know if I tell people to go to church. I don't know. Whatever. If we're talking about politics, I just need for you to vote the way that I need you to vote to make sure that these policies are going to create a life of justice and opportunity and freedom for me. That's mm -hmm. literally all I need you to do. That's, that is your job. That's all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just an overall like reshaping. We need to reshape and rethink about what we think of voting. Voting mm -hmm. is not, this is the person who is my carbon copy and is going to do everything exactly the same way as me. And I'm not going to have to do any of my own personal work at all. No. Right. Voting yeah. is like you're giving a grocery list to a friend, an yeah. to an errand. And you're like, you kind of know what I like. You're not going to give me, if I say I'm allergic <sighs> to shrimp, you're not going to come back with barrels and barrels of shrimp. You're exactly. gonna kind of get a pizza. I'm not it's gonna like, like an everything. Okay, Amazon shopper. Like they're substitutions. You just yeah. want to pick someone whose substitutions you trust. We have to let you go today, but on Thursdays we do like to share with our listeners something that's been getting us through the week. Alency, is there like a practice or a piece of media that has just been getting you through this madness, madness of a week? Yeah, it. Um, I will say two things. Trying to get my 30 minutes of movement, yeah. whether it's walking outside or something, and then I, it's kind of okay. It might sound kind of. Crazy. I'm like really mourning takeoffs death and like yeah. there's it's unpacked there. Lot, yeah. But I did go back to my Migos playlist and like they like no, if you need to get hype and like feel like you're in your bag, like there's I mean what they have done for the culture and just like that reminder. Um so some good music yeah. that is getting me through the week. Good music and movement are getting me through the week. Amazing. Millie, what about you? Um, well, I got my nails done and they're crazy. So yeah. I love, <laughs> I love my crazy nails. Um, Ooh, I love those. Yeah, I love that. Very and, um, I'm watching, um, industry and <laughs> that Support. is not, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely depressing. So I don't know if it's getting me through the week, but I'm like, thank God I don't work it in finance. It occupies your brain and your time. <laughs> What's getting me through the week is, um, is edibles. That is our show. Until the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, one more thing. Last yes. night, remember last time I was here, I was taking improv? I yes. also graduated on Saturday. So. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Hey, improv. Incredible. Okay, we next time you're in New York, we need to be on your list of stops, please. Because now yes. we can do, like, funny video content, everything. Yes. Yes, got girls it. got range. Thank you so much, Alencia. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman for Billy Tamarez, and this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.